Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ Dangerous, And it's your boy, DJ Big Bopper. It's it's another week, another week away from the planet. How what how has your week been? You know, I I, I kind of woke up Monday feeling pretty sick. Uh, I guess I partied too hard over the weekend. Just oh, kidding. Uh, more like I just didn't sleep on Sunday very much. I think I went to bed at like four. <laughs> so <laughs> my roommate partied a little hard um, on Thursday night, which made Friday a very interesting day. Honestly, I think it's because you know we went from like seventy-eight degrees to thirty degrees to like sixty degrees to forty degrees, back to like sixty again. Honestly, I think that's what's really messing with me because I still got all the sinuses and whatnot. Maybe it's just like a bunch of allergies. I don't know. So I apologize if I found, if I sound uh, like not the best, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I'm pretty stuffed up. so I'm, And I'm hoping it's just allergies. I can't afford to get sick right now. <laughs> um, I don't sound the best because I hate the sound of my voice. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Not really. Um, as I apply for a job to be on air anyways <laughs> yeah we like we said we're back with another week um valentine's day is this, i just realized that. yeah, that's tomorrow we didn't even do a valentine's oh, theme thing well you uh, know what um mine's but, not really valentine's themed but my song of the week will still apply i guess um yours i don't know well i i guess i can change it <laughs> you have time i can go first if you want me to if you go think ahead. one go ahead. all right well the Grammys were yesterday, and we're going to talk about the Grammys a little bit, in a little bit, but um, my song of the week is by no other than the four-time Grammy winner, Casey Musgraves. Oh my gosh. Wait, who's she? Okay, <laughs> don't ask me that. Don't look at me like that. Um, I love Casey Musgraves. I talked about her, um, how Golden Hour was one of my favorite albums of the year. Mm -hmm. Golden Hour actually, we'll talk, like I said, we'll talk about the Grammys later, but it actually did win album of the year and country album of the year. So my girl hooked it up. Man, see, it's just weird to me that this is like country. It sounds a lot more poppy. Kind of like, you know, how like Taylor Swift kind of went from country to more of a poppy country thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think the thing, like, country is evolving. Oh, yeah. And it's also, I think, and I think this is how kind of Lance thinks, too, because when we talk about a lot um, of, like, when we're going to put music in, oh, is mm-hmm. this pop or is this, like, by, a, like, how do we consider it rock versus pop? And it's like, is there a band? And so I think that, like, most of the instruments that she uses versus, like, using an electric guitar, she would, like, acoustic. do an acoustic or, gotcha. like, she'll use banjos. So my song is Velvet Elvis. Go ahead and take a listen. So uh, that was my song of the week. Um, it didn't. That song itself did not win an award, but it was on the album Golden Hour, which won a couple awards. Uh, so Velvet Elvis, there it is. Uh, go check out Golden Hour, your album of the year for the 2019 Grammys. Um, I thought it was a great album. 
see how you were like kind of talking about how the music is evolving and how do we consider what is to put on the station. I was like, man, do you think that like at the point we're going to be more of like just popular, kind of like Jack FM, you know, like popular see, music? I would be cool with that because I like the format of popular music, um, which pop music, originally that's what it pop is short for well, popular yeah. so that's what i'm saying so like that's where that got derived from and now it's like popular sounds and things like that but um to me there's nothing wrong with being like a greatest hit station actually plus i to... feel like i mean pop came from hip-hop anyway they just added more and it's like from the branch it's down there so i mean pop is really just a mix of like Multiple different genres. It's, yeah, it's like you take a little bit of rock and you take like you a said, little it's bit of hip hop, and yeah. So it's whatever popular. <laughs> exactly, whether it be um, indie or high beat things like that. Uh, so yeah, that's my song of the week. How about yours? All right. Well, this next one goes out to the that broke my heart. So um, it's going to be "Bringing on the Heartbreak" by Def Leppard, and. Um, I don't know. I'm. I don't know if y'all remember anything. I remember talking about it kind of like the first few episodes. But Def Leppard's by far probably one of my favorite bands, simply because uh, it has a real good um, connection with me and my mother. So that's a lot of good memories to it. So they are forever my favorite classic classic rock band. Um, and I particularly like this song because right after they finish up this song at like when you're watching them live, they go straight into switch, uh, six, two, five, which, um, is kind of just the drummer and the guitarist and the bassist out there doing their thing. Uh, while the singer goes back and kind of, you know, changes his outfit, you know, relaxes for a little bit. Cause it's about four minutes of intermission kind of just playing. So plus, you know, I've always kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of felt like a lot of these lyrics were at me a few times. So let's go ahead and take a listen to it. And, I mean, I definitely changed it uh, because uh, this is Valentine's Week, so I, I kind of changed it to that. Um, but, you know, it was kind of hard for me to choose because I feel like all of Def Leppard's songs are love songs. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like I could have just pressed shuffle, whichever one pulled up, you know, that one will work. So, I mean, they got Love Bites, Photograph, Pour Some Sugar On Me. It's just, I mean, they got so many different good songs for that. So more or with less to do we're kind of go into our music but before we do that i just want to ask a question you were saying that you had applied for an on-air position yeah so well i'm about to um i've talked about the fact that i'm a senior before and um it's it's crazy to me we've been doing this every week um i don't know for how many weeks now but bob it's getting close to i mean i feel like we started in almost. july we did no we started in june, june uh, we started in like june yeah. So um, it's been six, seven months. And um, I remember just like talking about like, like doing internships and stuff this summer. And now it's like almost go to like I almost have that green light to start applying for jobs, which is cool. Um, I've been at this station for four years, really. Uh, my first semester in college, I started DJing and doing a show. 
and then I got hired the next semester for the f- spring. There you go. So I've been at this station um, actively for four years, working for three and a half. Um, you were hired in 16, right? Or 15? Yes. The, no, the spring of 16. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm, of course, I'm starting to like look for jobs and I'm moving to Colorado um, is my plan. Now, if I find a good job, if I get a job offer somewhere else, then absolutely I'll consider taking it. But Colorado is just kind of my default for now. And so like I'm just like putting out feelers, looking out jobs. And um, I found a couple... So my major is in public relations and event management, um, but I have so much radio experience that I was like, I might as well. I'm applying in like uh, advertising, marketing, sports marketing, sports advert, all that stuff. What do you know about sports? I don't know. <laughs> I I guess in my head, I think that talking like 20 minutes about sports every week qualifies me to you know work a job in sports advertising. <laughs> well, not only that, hey, remember you also did the. Um the fantasy football, so you got you got yeah, that. Yeah, I'll join the um, fantasy football league at work and probably come in last place again, but it's okay. Um, I think I tied for fourth hey, in the one go. that I actually did pretty decent in. So, but um, so yeah, I like called a station, a couple stations on Friday, and just like left a voicemail because at this point it's like, okay, it's getting towards the middle of February, but I can't work until the earliest May, um, which really is kind of July for me. But you know, just trying to like fill up. Like, send out feelers like, hey, if I apply right now, what are the odds that, you know, you guys would want to hire me in May? And um, I got a call back earlier. And she was like, it was for an on-air job. And she was like, well, um, to answer your question, yes, uh, the application process does take a couple of months. So applying now would probably be perfect timing. And um, we're looking really for someone who's got some experience. Um, And I was like, well... She said uh, two years preferable, and I said, well, I've got four. There you go. So um, I'm going to put my application in probably. I need to fix some things and uh, really perfect my resume, but I'll probably put my application in next week. Plus, she had also said that they were looking for a uh, street team. I told her, hey, girl, we got the dynamic duo. I'll be in charge of all the uh, setting up all the equipment. You just just do you. Exactly. So (laughs) what I'm saying is, Bob, I'm bringing him with me to Colorado. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's just exciting. Life updates <laughs> that you guys didn't ask for. But um, we do have some updates that you probably would have asked for. We've got Grammy news, which, okay, we played this game with Chris. Um, I don't remember exactly where the paper is that we had all this stuff written on. But I know. I know um, he voted for Casey Musgraves on, like, everything. So Yeah, he did. Um, he was right. She won all, all every thing that she was nominated for. Um, oh, let's Lord. just jump Clancy. into the Grammys real quick. Let's go ahead. So um, Casey Musgraves won for Best Country Album. She also won for Best Album of the Year. That Yeah, that surprised me. She won for um, Best Country Best Country Solo Performance, and I believe it was Rainbow. And then she won for Best Country Song, which was Butterfly. Mm. I believe. And then she got Album of the Year on top of all Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. So she outbeat a lot of people for Album of the Year. Um, and then there was Best Rap Song, which was God's Plan. I think we had predicted that that was probably going to do yeah, well. We was, put, I think we put that over Post Malone. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this is one that Ariana Grande was personally mad about. Best Rap Album of the Year was Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I, I don't typically agree with that. See, I, I knew this was going to happen, though. 
Oh yeah, I, like we had talked about it that we thought that was going to happen, but I just yeah, I'm not like I'm not thrilled. Um, I I I'm not going to discredit Cardi though. Oh, She's no. done some great work this year, and I think she did a good job. I personally think that swimming should have won, but um, I don't think that swimming got the credit it deserved in um the time span mm-hmm. that it should have. I think that people only realize that about swimming when after Mac died. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. you know. I thought, you know, I thought Cardi B had a fantastic year, but uh, I don't think that her album was better than some of the other ones out there. Not saying that it's not good. It's just, I just don't think it was the best. Yeah. See, that's, I agree. And I think that, um, I definitely think that there were better albums, but um, I'm not going to take this away from her. She did a great job. Oh, yeah. No, job. 100%. So, we already talked, best country album was Golden Hour. Um, record of the year, I think... I think I had said that I, I thought that this one, I think Chris agreed with me. Um, this is America took record of the year. Absolutely agree. Uh, this was one of the most impactful uh, records that came out. Do you agree or no? Oh, no, I agree. But when we were talking about it, I was just like, man, I just, I wanted to see Drake succeed. <laughs> he did. He got, he oh, I know. He got, he got the, got the uh, he got God's plan up there. Yeah. But it was just like, man, uh, I think, I mean, number, I I don't know how they vote on it, but I personally think, like, I think God's Plan should have been at least, you know, best rap album, something. Mm, see, this is where I disagree, only because, okay, no, 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 okay, I'll give you that the album was good. Um, I think that. I don't know. I mean, it went triple platinum before it ever even got released. I think Cardi B's did too, though. Well, because of her singles, and so and that's well, the thing. I don't know how they judge Not only that, this, but then but I know we have Ariana Grande. She has some coming up for um, Seven Rings. Isn't that the new album? Her or, new album that just dropped. Which, yeah. by the way, I love it. <laughs> I do. Um, off the top of my head, NASA is one of my favorite songs. Ghostin makes me cry. Um, it's just very emotional. Break up with your boyfriend. I'm bored. It's just <laughs> yeah. It's that last funny. track is like uh. it's funny to me. It's just funny. Um, I will say I think that um, I think he deserves best rap song. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that record and he ended up getting song of the year as well for the This Is America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's just because of the message of it. Because I and I I think that those could be. Like song of the year uh, versus, well, I get the recognition. Um, so what this means, basically what it says to me is like um, Donald Glover's stuff was more like God's Plan was best rap song versus best song. So yeah. like, and I agree because I think that this was one of the most sung and streamed songs of the year. Mm. I think... Um, this is America's one of the most impactful songs of the year. That's that's why I agree. But um I don't know. See, I don't agree with the best new artist. I think that should have been Cardi, personally. Well, Cardi won she didn't win a Grammy, but she won Best New Artist somewhere else. And yeah, well that was um from like two months ago. Which one was that? Not Triple XL, is it? Was it the VMAs? It might have been the VMAs. I, mean, I think it was the VMAs. Because I don't think it was XXL. Mm-mm. Um, I think, I don't know, to me, 
the Grammys feel more inclusive, I guess. And when I say that, I mean like, so the Grammys have rap mm-hmm. or country. Yeah. I don't know if the VMAs do have country, but the VMAs feels more like MTV to me. So that's going to be like rap and hip hop, yeah. which, you know, they do more than that. But like the Grammys feels like all inclusive. Okay. And so um, best new artist, I think, I mean, I think Dua Lipa had a great year. So um, I'd like to see who else was nominated. But um, and then, of course, Lady Joanne um, took best pop solo performance. Um, and then best pop duo group performance was, of course, going to be Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And that's, um, because of A Star Is Born, which Mm -hmm. I still not, have not gotten around to see. Yeah, I went to rent it, but I ended up watching, um, Bohemian Rhapsody instead. Wait, rent it on what? Um, online. Oh. Amazon Prime. I just... Is it on there? Yeah, I think it was on Rent or Buy. Dude, because I still haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. It I want to watch them both. It, it was a little long. It was like two hours and 35 minutes, but it was it was good. I'm into that, though. I can yeah, watch man. a three-hour movie. What movie did I watch? I watched... Um, Pearl oh, Harbor. <laughs> I watched Hunger Games this weekend. I watched all of them. They were just on in a row while I was at work, and I was like, okay. Man. Um, And then Best Pop Vocal Album was Sweetener by Which Ariana doesn't Grande. surprise me. No, no, not at all. 100%. And I think that if um, Seven Rings would have been released probably like a month earlier, that probably would have won. Um, Seven Rings has a different feel to it. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about it next week. I'll probably have a um, Ariana song is my song of the week. It won't be break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored, but um, <laughs> that I is think... such a crappy thing to say. No, yeah, that's why it's like this song is just like a silly. And the thing about Seven Rings is like that, like the whole purpose of that song. I've made that song my song of the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the reason it's called Seven Rings is because she's got. Um, a line in the song that says wearing a ring but that don't mean no misses got matching diamonds for six of my so um, basically the whole point is like this album was like after Sweetener and after her like losing Mac and just like all of these things this is like her coming together with her friends like her and her friends wrote this album together mm-hmm. so it's just like her reuniting with her friends getting back to her roots and just like Kind of like discovering who she is. So. And those seven engagement rings. Yeah, exactly. Her See, and her best friends. I think, you know, honestly, my favorite one off Sweetener. Um, actually, I can't remember if it was on Sweetener. But Breathing. I yes, really liked was that on track. Mm-hmm. That was a really good track. And I enjoyed that one a lot. It's very enjoyable. For it's very sure. enjoyable to you. So, well, I'm going to kind of go off a little bit uh, when you're talking about the Grammys. And yeah. we're going to give you a little update on a story we had talked about a little bit prior. So, um the first, I'm going to read two different stories. The first one is uh, based on the management, and the other one is more on the law side. So we're going to be talking about 21 Savage. And uh, if you didn't know about 21 Savage, 21 Savage was detained last week uh, by ICE uh, for being in or overstaying his visa. So uh, we found out he is a UK citizen from living um but he lived in, down in, like, the Bahamas area, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, but uh, it's just kind of like how America has Puerto Rico. They're technically citizens of yeah. America, even though they're their own country, kind of, or state, uh, uh, territory. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I that's don't really what we're know. a territory, or a U.S. territory. So I'm going to, first, I'm going to talk on the Grammys side. So... We have uh, 21 Savage is currently being held without bond by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement 
and thus was unable to appear at this year's Grammys. Despite the arguably being the biggest story in the music at the moment, mentioning of the 21 was noticeably absent at the ceremony, save from Ludwig Göransson, who has commented it on stage and said, I really wish he was here right now because this is his vision and he deserves this credit. No matter where you're born or what country you're from, you connect with This Is America. It speaks to the people. It connects right to your soul. It calls out injustice. It celebrates life and reunites us all the time. So um, one of member of 21's management team, uh, Kai Henderson, revealed the efforts to try to secure an onstage recognition at the show during Post Malone's performance of their collaboration track, Rockstar. Uh, she then tweeted that someone from Epic sent me photos of Post wearing Savage Tea before he performed. And I appreciate the notion. Lord knows me, Meezy, and our team attempted to solidify recognition for Savage during the performance of Rockstar, and it just didn't work out that way. And another point she wrote that we reached out to several artists to perform Savage's verse and or stand in solidarity on stage on his behalf, but we're unable to do so. He also said that during the set that Malone wore a shirt that read 21 Savage under his jacket. So that's a little bit on his management side dealing with the Grammys, kind of like how he wasn't there, um, even though he was part of on the collaboration of a song that got uh, nominated. So... This is more on the law side for it. So this is a lawyers for 21 Savage explain the dreamer history and characterizes detention as baseless. So basically, uh, 21 Savage, the Atlanta-based rapper detained on Sunday by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, has released a statement with details on his immigration status, characterizing his, deten- his detention as baseless. The statement issued that through five law firms and a management company says 21 Savage, born Shia bin Abraham Joseph, is from the United Kingdom, moved to the U.S. at the age of seven, and that he lost his legal immigration status in 2006 when he was barely a teenager. And they go, this is a quote. And he goes, as a minor, his family overstayed their work visas, and he, like almost two million other children, were left without legal status through no fault of his own. And this is from Charles H. Cuck, a uh, lawyer from for him, uh, on a statement that he issued on Monday. So in a separate statement issued Tuesday, the Abraham Joseph's representative explicitly compared his situation to the roughly 700,000 young people who are legally in the U.S. Admin- um, because of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, or DACA. So he then explained that he has never hidden his immigra- immigration status from the U.S. government and that Abraham Joseph filed for a U.S. visa in 2017, yet they took no action against him until this past weekend. Um, his visas were capped at 10,000 approvals per year, which were when created in 2000 as part of the Victims of Trafficking and Violence Protection Act. So, um, Apparently, he did actually end up filing for his visa back in 2017. I guess he didn't get approved for it. Well, and see, this is the thing, and this is why, um, not to, like, get political, but this is the reason why, like, DACA is really important, because people are, I mean, people are coming over into the country legally. It's happening. Yeah. But the children who really have no say, you know, or don't really, like know what's happening like he was he was brought over when he was a child yeah his family overstayed their visa there's nothing that he as a 12 year old can do about that and so the fact that he applied in 2017 that says that he was trying to see probably applied for a work visa to stay here and mm-hmm. um un, i'm not an expert 
on immigration. But to my knowledge, those should not take as long as an actual um, green card. So in my head, um, this is something like... Like, he, he, so, it should have been done by now. Okay, but what he applied for was a U visa. And that, okay. a U visa is uh, a United States non-immigrant visa, which is set aside for victims of crimes uh, who have suffered substantially mental or physical abuse while in the U.S. and who are willing to assist law enforcement and government officials in investigation or prosecution. So, so basically he was applying to be a mole. Yeah, so it seems like there's a lot more to it, I guess. Yeah, then we know. So, um, just, yeah, just from that itself, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know, is 21 Savage a part of any street gangs? No, I don't because think so. I, I don't, yeah, I don't really think so. The only thing so. he ever, like, claims in his song is 21. So, so. he can't be kind of like, so he can't be like Takashi and just. <laughs> Speaking of, I just saw this tweet that I'm going to watch as soon as this episode is over, but it's like. How basically how he shot? Um, he did a commercial before um, he went to jail, and I'm pretty sure it's at a a shop that sells adult toys. So <laughs> it looks interesting. Um, but yeah, there's it just seems like there's more to this 21 Savage story than we know, which honestly makes me feel better because it was like um, like you didn't you heard about it, but you don't really know what to do or what to yeah. say, like. 21. Why did he get arrested? He's from where? Well, he uh, he got arrested. He wasn't the person that was the target of the arrest. Well, exactly. That's so what he I'm was. Saying. He just got detained, and while he was detained, they ran everything. It was like. Uh, so why did they run everything then, and not um, when he was arrested in 2014? Is the real question. Because he was arrested and not just detained. I see that. I'm. That's. Um, we kind of talked about it last episode. I. I don't understand. Uh, I know they said that he just didn't. They didn't run that check. That. I think it might just be a difference in, um, maybe our just national policies at the time. Maybe back then they just didn't do all those kind of screenings. Now that we have our ice is a little bit more. Um, Active, I guess you should say. Yeah. So they they have more like funding, so they actually go into more things now. I guess and they actually check all that. I guess I, I don't know. I'm assuming that's how it because that it doesn't really make too much sense to me. So, but like you said, uh, it seems like there's more of the story than what's out now. Yeah, so, I'm glad that we're finding out more and more details. But just the fact that he's um, applied for the U visa, I was just curious. What 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 is the base of that? Yeah, you know what's the basis of the claim Obviously, for you? Obviously, there's something that's happened probably in his childhood, mm-hmm. um, and uh, maybe I guess as we find out more and more, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. So, so I mean, we'll keep up to it. Uh, like I said, reading the statements, we've been just kind of shifting through the news, trying to find uh, trying to find the right information to uh, send out to y'all. So. Uh, coming up weeks, we'll definitely keep tabs on it. Hopefully, we'll figure out more of what's going on. See, maybe he'll get released because if he's, um, I mean, he's been detained for a while, and they yeah. haven't really even, like, like I said, they hadn't released a statement. So I, I don't know how ICE detention is, but I know like for police, anything over forty eight hours without like reasonable cause, you have to be released legally. And the thing about ICE also, um, just because like. 
I think, no, I think what it is, it's more since he is not a U.S. citizen. Well, yeah. That's he doesn't the, have the certain kind of rights. It's like, where is he going to be released to? And um, also. I mean, luckily for him, like he has enough money. If they were to send him to the U.K., he'd be OK. Yeah. But he'd that's be not, OK. It's just like he's going to go to this place that he hasn't been in. Yeah. He doesn't remember. And then, probably. D- then and does then, he apply for work visas for when he goes on tour? Like, yeah. Also, like, things have happened to people in ICE custody, and so it's kind of, that's why people are starting to be like, okay, they haven't made a statement yet. See, this is like, I feel like our first high-profile case for this kind of situation, so we'll kind of figure out what's going on, and uh, hopefully uh, make any necessary changes to the system. Yep, and yeah, exactly, and uh, like I said, when we find out more information, we will definitely let you guys know. Um, So, Bob, Mm. hockey. Hacky. Hacky. So I went to I went to a hockey game last year. It was about a year ago. It was a year um ago, a couple weeks. Anyways, I went to my first hockey game with with someone and we went and watched the stars play the Maple Leafs and the only reason I got these tickets because they were on a Thursday and I had to get up and go to work and class on Friday. But the only reason I got these tickets was because I love the Maple Leafs. You know, mm. I'm a Canadian fan. And so hey. um, Toronto specifically. Eh? Um, so we went and we saw the Stars play. And like that arena, dope. Um, the game, dope. The Maple Leafs won, which is what I wanted. Um, but I still have a Stars cup from it that I used to put my toothbrushes and there stuff in. So that's useful, I guess. But um you know what what happened speaking week? of them stars you yeah, know um so the Dallas Stars they ended up giving us the sweet victory the SpongeBob halftime show that we missed at the Super Bowl which we talked about the Super Bowl last week which i mean oh, it just wasn't good we never got the sweet victory halftime show that we all deserved when Maroon 5 turned it into like kind of like a pedestrian performance at the Super Bowl yeah it but, was like 5 seconds of SpongeBob yeah but the Dallas Stars came out through clutch to remind us just how amazing it could have been. The Stars recreation is pretty spot on in the redo version of the original, which aired in 2001. And the band's uniform are recolored after the Stars. Naturally, they're all turned to green. Yeah. <laughs> and, but they kept the spirit of the original by inter, um, interspersing shots of the crowd. So like when they would um, kind of go around and look at the crowd in that episode, instead of showing like the random people... It was the Stars crowd, so I thought that was really cool. And uh, fans had clamored for the NFL to feature Sweet Victory as part of the Super Bowl halftime show to pay tribute to SpongeBob's creator, Steven Hillenburg, who uh, passed away in 2018. And in the end, we were only treated to a few seconds, which just wasn't enough. No, it was like five seconds before the show started. It wasn't even enough to like know that it was there. And I feel like, so here's the thing, and this is why I, I see, I'm a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we need to give young people more credit and also allow young professionals to be young oh, professionals, yeah. seeing as I'm going to be a young professional soon. And um, if like, because, you know, it was someone young on the stars or it was someone's like kid who was like, you know, it'd be really cool if you did a SpongeBob halftime yeah. because that's what's relatable to our audience. And so um, I don't know who decided, yeah, we can just do five seconds during the Super Bowl, but that wasn't See, enough. When it was like, okay, so when it happened in the Super Bowl, I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And I called it's in the happening. other room. It's happening. I was like, hey, dude, uh, they're doing the SpongeBob. And as soon as they came in, it was over already. And, they, and I think it went straight into sicko mode. And I was like, uh, I guess I'm a liar. 
<laughs> yeah, right? Like, I don't know. The, the halftime show just wasn't good to me. It wasn't cohesive. Yeah. But but me and Bob watched this, and um, it was pretty cool. Honestly, I think it would have been even doper to see, oh, yeah. like, in person. But yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it looked really cool. Like, they made it look to where, you know, like, the floor opened up and where it was, like, actually in there. So I thought it was really, really cool. So I that just shows what can be accomplished, you know? <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing. Like I said, that's, like... People, oh man, people don't give young people enough credit because like marketing things like that, that like I just know that had to come from a young person's head. Like, let's do that instead. You know what? And kind of speaking about that, kind of like how things are, um, you know, for young professionals, more tailored Mm -hmm. to like the younger community. Well, we had had a, I don't know if we've ever really talked about the game Fortnite. Um, oh, we did. We we talked about Fortnite. Remember when once they were talking about copywriting dances oh, yep, and things like that? That's right. Like that's that. right. I'm not a huge uh, Fortnite fan. I am. However, add me, Char Dangerous, S H A R Dangerous. Maybe she can finally get a winner, winner chicken dinner. I've gotten a win, thank you. <laughs> well, win. February second, you know, they uh, shut down. The, well, I guess they didn't really shut down the servers, but they shut the guns up for about ten minutes when. Uh, they had a pre-arranged agreement with uh, Marshmallow. He made his own avatar. And for that 10 minutes, they were going to pour all Fortnite players that were logged on to the servers to this area for this giant concert. And um, it got up to 10 million people watching this concert th- through this video game, which either they were either streaming it or they were in it, actually in it. So I think it's pretty outstanding. They said... Um, that they started, okay, so they started selling uh, the costume with the marshmallow head at $15. Marshmallow walk dance move, also known as an emo, that went for $5. Um, his uh, more outfits, more more uh, songs, just different music. They said they racked up more than $30 million in sales of virtual goods compared um, with the 5 million and 10 million on a typical day so overall fortnite has brought in 2.4 billion dollars in revenue since its launch in 2017 wow <laughs> so uh yeah so that just 10 minutes generated an extra 20 million dollars of income and um we kind of talked about like maybe is this the next step in our evolution of music is in concerts. Yeah. So like, are we going to be putting on our Oculus riffs or our, um, hive our HTC hive gear? Are we just going to go into VR and like be at this concert? I, and see, we talked about, we're talking about Keelan. We're talking with Keelan about that, our new GA. Um, and she was talking about a concert that, um, someone she knew had been to, and it was like that. And to me, um, I see, I think it will be the future. Uh, however, I'm not, it's not for me. See, I. This is kind of like how I see it. While I would prefer to be there in person, mm-hmm. but let's say if it's like in you know UK or Europe, I can't see that. But yeah. if I could just put on my headset and be there, well, yeah, and I, I get that. But I'd for pay me, that five dollars. That'd be cool. Well, see, yeah, and that's not bad. But for me, I um, when I go to concerts, I pay for the experience of the concert but also like the trap like so i'm going to a concert hey by the way i'm going to a concert next tuesday Ooh. um it's just up in dallas but um so like i just enjoy like okay i'm like like driving on my way like listening to the music i know i'm gonna hear at the concert mm-hmm. and then like uh getting there being with 
people who who feel the same way about that group and then just like singing your heart out with people the people yeah. physically there and then you know i don't know i'm too i've said it before i'll say it again that my favorite concert i've been to is ajr just because of the environment and the atmosphere of the people who were there and so um i just paramore was a good one too but mm-hmm. ajr was smaller just because i think a the company group. at paramore really made it you know yeah, exactly. It's very, very diverse. Very diverse either way. And so, um, I don't know. I personally will always prefer to physically go to a concert. But I do see um, how this will be the future. And I, mean, I don't say could be. I say will be the future. Yeah, it de- well, most definitely is going to happen. Um, but, like, you think about it. Like, you know those, like, sick people in beds that can't get out of beds? Like, yeah, man, they can actually kind of do normal things. And that's starting to happen already. Um, with Coachella, they like live stream it. Yeah, but so. I think I still think that's a little bit different than, you know, they'll have like multiple just different places set up, and uh, I, I can kind of see how they would do it. Is they they'd have multiple different viewpoints set up to where your person could be, and then you would pay like you know five dollars to go to access this concert, and you would get onto it, and you would be that you would take your avatar in there, and you would but you wouldn't see any other avatars. You'd see only the real people. So it'd be like you're there, you're you get all that environment, you get all that, but in the end you can you know just if you got to go to the bathroom, <laughs> no porta potty for me. I get that. I just I don't know. I'm more of an experienced person, so I just I like the experience. Like I I'm fine with driving to Houston for a concert with friends. Like I'm fine with going like taking road trips and things like that. Yeah. I just like those experiences. I'm going to uh, for spring break. One of my roommates is going to Colorado, hey. and I told her like I was like I'd love to go with you, but I'm only gonna have I'm probably like, only gonna have that five days off from school because I know I'm gonna have to work on the weekends. Yeah. And so I'm going up to Longview to see my best friend Val, um, and I'm just gonna go spend a couple days with her. And she was like, "Okay, just let me know when spring break is so I can take off work." I was like, "Dude, no, don't take off work. It's fine." She works for a waiter, so mm-hmm. she just like delivers all day, and I'm yeah. like. Dude, I'll just ride with you. Cause there like, you go, lit. no, cause like really, like when she lived here, half that the time, that's what we do. We just like go drive yeah, around when I and like listen to music. When so. I delivered pizzas, I'd let like I'd have friends like, hey, dude, I ain't got nothing. I'm like, well, I'm working right now. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. and literally all she's doing is like going to pick up food, delivering it, going to pick up food, delivering. It. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. Like it's sad, but like that's the thing that I'm excited for. And like we're gonna go to Louisiana too, yeah, which is gonna do. But like. I don't know. Like I make, I like experiences, and I like experiences with people. So, I don't know. I feel like this Man, definitely will be gambling. The... What? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. Evidently, there's this um, club that she also wants to take me to, and I'm like, oh man. Dang girl. <laughs> I'm worried but excited. Man, I but okay. Would you try it? Oh, absolutely. See, that's the thing. I would try it. I go. think it would be so much fun to try. Like I said, just don't think that. I would enjoy it as much. I would See, just rather like, to me, I, it's not, I don't know. I don't know how to say this without sounding rude, but to me, it's kind of a half butt experience, half donkey experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'd rather just like spend but, the, the more money to just experience but it. But like, like kind of like how I'd said it, like, man, there's these concerts that go on in Europe that I want to watch. And I just end up like watching on YouTube, the, you know, live concert. Well, see, and I get that. But, see, I want to be one of those people who's like, yeah, I'm in town for a concert. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, trying to get. I'm sorry. Get... I'm a pro college student. No, 100% I am too. 
but and see, but if I work like in radio or in music, mm-hmm. oh yeah, but there's that'll help. <laughs> but but let's say like Tool, they have um their their tours coming up, but it's only going to be in the UK except for like two festivals in the US, and mm-hmm. I can't make it any of them. But yeah. if I could just and watch it, bro, I would. I pay. I pay five ten dollars to do that. Yeah, well, Easy. absolutely, because the price is cheap too. Like that's a good, like a good price point. Yeah. I think also another thing that I'm starting to discover is traveling is not as expensive as you think it is. Be- because now, I mean, now that gas is down to like sub two dollars. Back when it was like four twenty nine, yeah, good luck. Now that <laughs> gas is down, now that Airbnb is a thing that's world like widespread, like. It really isn't that expensive to like travel. Me and my roommate went to. I always hit up a Motel um, Six, twenty nine ninety nine a night. Heck yeah! <laughs> we spent. What was it? We spent. We went to Dallas. We went to a Rangers game for her birthday. We went to a Rangers game. We went to go play uh, mini golf. We stayed in an Airbnb, and I want to say we spent maybe a hundred dollars between the two of us yeah, yeah it's not it's it's really not that bad if you're if you budget it and you're smart yeah. and you know your route and you're not like okay let's just go blow it like three hundred dollars one night just going to a club or something like, it's doable yeah and it's like honestly like if you think about it because i've had to put it, it this way in my head like not going out to eat three times that'll save you what about 20 bucks Easy. That twenty bucks adds up. I've made I've made a whole week's worth of food off ten dollars. So yeah, exactly. Just a bunch of chicken, rice, and broccoli. Or I did cauliflower, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it like adds up, and then you've got money. Like you know yeah. what I mean? I'm sorry. That's what was one of my. Just gotta be frugal. Yeah, frugal moguls. That's what we doing. <laughs> but um, what other? Do you have any other like? music stories when it comes to music i believe that is all i just man i'm actually like the more i think about it the more i get excited about the whole vr thing i think i think i'm gonna try to develop that and go make billions of dollars i no, i 100 percent think it's cool and i think it's a really good idea Um, because as vr stuff is becoming cheaper and cheaper and is more accessible to the masses like if i could if you would set that up I think the first one to me personally, I think the first person to successfully successfully set everything up to where they can have a you know, have a link. Five dollars, ten dollars, you can see you could boost from instead of having thirty people, thirty thousand people at that crowd to like millions easily. Yeah. I think see this is the and that's so much money. Yeah. Oh, For I, me, I, I think wanna... that we're at the crossroads between like experience and like technology because like see i think it would be so cool as an artist to like because i mean okay longevity wise to play one show and that's like all you have to do yeah that's like super time consuming you make a lot of money that night and like you know you have so many people attending virtually but i'm just like in my head if i'm an artist and i like love what I do, I'm going to want to play these shows every night, and I'm going to want to feel this atmosphere. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, saying you know? they still, like, go on tour and everything, just, like, every stop, they can... No, I, I get you. I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's the difference between, like, your point of view and my point of view is, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm pro-experience. Yeah. And, like, but, I, I definitely just feel... But I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's better for the artists because m- all these people that want to go to the concert, but maybe they can't afford it, can't get to it, can't do this or that, that they get to experience it. Yeah. No. And like, I get kind of where you're coming from, like 
you know, they, it's only half the experience just being there. But like, there's something to say to me. Like, there's something to say. Like, if a concert sells out, like that's like the ultimate yeah. goal of artists is like to sell out a show and so i think that like on a personal level i don't know like i said i'm just coming from you're coming from more of a like logical standpoint yeah. i'm coming from more of a personal standpoint like because i, feel I like would rather be at that show in the end like even if it is half of the experience it's at least some experience compared to nothing you know uh yeah i mean that's true plus that's i true. mean like, i just i personally don't think i'd have a good time hey y'all heard it first if i'd <laughs> If I make this happen, I'm gonna be a billionaire, baby. You better. Um... I'm gonna have to start. Hey, I'll start working on that tonight. Because, dude, honestly, I the more I think about it, the more I'm like, dude, that's a that's a untapped market. You better um, invite me to the live show. Oh, you know, you know, I'll be there in my. I mean, I won't actually be there, but I'll be there in my mm, via, via the internet. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit, a second about Aladdin? Did yeah. you see the new trailer drop? Oh, no. Did they end up? Okay. Ah, you just can't replace. Look at Will Smith as blue, dude. He looks I... like Navi. Yeah. See, I think. Um... I didn't know they made Avatar 2 already. What? Whatever. <laughs> oh, and it's exactly yeah. the next comment. Somebody was like, oh, my gosh. And it's like Avatar. Um, People were mad that he wasn't blue in the first one. Um. So I said he looks like a blue version of Shrek. I don't know. I think that you guys stop being picky and you just gotta watch the movie. Yeah, to me, he looks like he needs to be up on stage beating some drums, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look. Ah! Blue man. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I'm really excited. So, this whole like live action craze, I'm not crazy about some of them. I told you Dude, the Jungle Book, I just can't. Jungle so, Book wasn't that bad, but I had a really bad VR experience before I saw the movie. This is no. th- this is my standpoint. You cannot make a live action um, Lion King. I'm sorry, uh, uh, nothing you do is going to be live action. It's all CGI voice actors. Same thing, well, just updated. It's the same thing with Genie. He's 100 percent like his his bot his body is real, but his face is definitely CGI. They definitely didn't paint him blue. So I don't know. I think that it's going to be very inter- interesting. I to think. See, um, l- I mean, let me think about it. Maleficent. Fantastic, fan freaking tastic. You want to know a secret? Hmm. Haven't seen it. Ooh, it's great. You should watch it, man. Oh, it is. You got Angelina Jolie. She's playing character. I know I mean, she plays Maleficent. Bro, great. They did a fantastic job on that one. Then, uh, then you know, the Jungle Book. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of like eh. it was Beauty just... and the Beast was not bad. Oh, I loved it. Not bad. Um, they took a lot. I mean, uh, it wasn't the best. <laughs> I mean, there's just some I things I feel best, like they need the to stay cartoonish. Yeah. Simply I because, agree. like, or at least right now with our technology. Okay, can we talk about Kim Possible for a second? Bro. Like, really? Yeah. The new one? And here's the thing this is what I think they need to stop doing. Um,. And this is what I, so when they're making all this stuff live action, they're remaking it for our audience. So it's like, because we're not watching as many animated movies. Yeah. We're watching live action movies now. And so I appreciate it. Kim Possible was one of those movies that didn't need, um, that didn't need to be like live action. Uh -uh. I think instead of like, I think they could have gone like how Toy Story is, that kind of animation. They could have gone that way with it. That would have been cool. Um. They could have done it live action, but not market it 
Kim Possible is one of those things. It's really hard to recreate all that in live action. It's just like, could you imagine if they tried to make a live action Dexter's Laboratory? Or better yet, let's think about a live action Dragon Ball Z, a live action Avatar The Last Airbender. (laughs) The M. Night Shyamalan horror film that they made butchered out of probably the best Western animation yeah, Avatar like, was good. I, Avatar was good. You can't. There's a there's a reason. There's a reason things are animated, um, because you can do anything. Because you can draw it. Anything can happen. Live action. You know, you kind of uh, you kind of can't do everything. Well, the thing is also like live action. If you don't have the funding, then oh, yeah, you're not, not going to be uh, making a good no. movie. Because the amount of money it costs for, because you know, ninety percent of that budget goes to CGI. Exactly. I think with Kim Possible where they went wrong was that they were trying to appeal it to younger kids now when it doesn't need that appeal. I think that our generation, like us, I think that we like the things that we grew up on. We're cool with seeing the things that we grew up on in a live action way marketed Mm. towards us. This just felt like kindergarten stuff to me and here's the thing to me and this is going to be a little bit hypocritical because yes it is it it made in live action and it's decent and we got a lot of memes from it but like scooby-doo if you look like when we first started or at least when i first started watching it like the the animation got better up to a point to like their movies the animation style in their movies was phenomenal because you're just used to this, like, just 2D picture. Like, just had, 2D. Um, and then, man, they come up with those movies, and they're phenomenal. I have Ghoul School. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember the, the Zombie Island. Yeah, That dude. was... Oh, man. I really liked... Um, I really liked the Scooby-Doo's, but they the like, live action They ones. really upped but, their... Yeah, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed them. That's why I say it's a little hypocritical. Uh, it kind of defeats the purpose. But, like, their animation style from... And I, I see this a lot with like Dragon Ball, uh, mm-hmm. Naruto, a lot of those kind of animated movie or shows when they come to movies and they really pour in a lot of resources and time. Yeah. They look so good. I think that's what I think that I personally think that's what they did with Scooby Doo because like the ghosts yeah. and stuff, they look really good. And I think that's what I'm there saying. are certain. Yeah. There that's certain what things. I think they should do instead. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to do live action, do live action and then just put some animation and don't just like half donkey it yeah. I mean, that's going to be my phrase on the podcast half donkey don't half donkey it um we need a full meal here okay yeah thank you i need a i don't want a snack i want a meal <laughs> but um anyways we'll go into some sports so um, what do we got for our sports news today okay we talked about it with the boy chris um kyler murray he was the ou quarterback mm-hmm. who led them to a phenomenal season um he's declaring for the nfl draft uh, I oh did he not... is going for the nfl yeah kyler murray is already a first round draft pick in baseball and the oakland a's prospect for now at least okay so is he just gonna be like all right i'm declaring for both of them whoever offers me the most is that what's going on no he can't do that hold on i'll explain in a sec He's a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, and now he's declared for the NFL draft, laying the groundwork for him to become a first-round pick in football as well. By declaring for the draft, he isn't committing to playing in the NFL, but the story has been trending in one direction since early in his past uh, college football season. When Murray signed the week after the draft, 
it was with the understanding that he was definitely going to play only one more season at Oklahoma, where he was set to replace the NFL-bound Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback, then show up for spring training in 2019. As Murray flummoxed the Big 12 defenses week after week, it started to seem ridiculous that someone who was this good at football would just give it up. By the end of 2018, his agent, Scott Boris, was swatting away rumors that the 21-year-old Texan would choose football after all. When he was still at Texas Tech's, when he was still Texas Tech's coach, Cliff Kingsbury, whose new team, the Cardinals, holds the number one overall pick, he said that he'd choose him first overall if he had the chance. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported on Thursday morning that the Cardinals might do just that, despite having drafted Josh Rosen tenth overall last year. <laughs> Kingsbury, for what's worth, made his reputation at the collegiate level by mentoring dual threat quarterbacks with baseball backgrounds, Johnny Menzel at AM and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes at Tech. Now, I want to pause for a second and just say, um, out of those two, Mahomes is doing better. <laughs> yeah. I um, mean, um, But Johnny Menzel's trying to get back. Yeah, he's in the, is he still in the Canadian League? Or I is think he, so. Or is he going to be moving to the AAF? Or I don't know. He might be moving to the AAF, but um, which we'll probably talk about. We might talk about that in a second, too. Um, by the eve of Monday's draft declaration deadline, MLB took the threat of losing him to the NFL seriously enough to waive a rule at Oakland's request prohibiting teams from offering draftees a major league contract. The <laughs> A's were prepared to put him on their 40-man roster, essentially fast-tracking him to the big leagues in an effort to convince him to stick with baseball. But even after meeting with his top brass, uh, he decided to enter the draft anyways. I mean... So, <sighs> so what this means, basically... Because if you go back, he said how um, he when he signed... He was supposed to play one more season right. at Oklahoma. And then go. And then he was going to start spring training in 2019 with the A's. Now, he's right. been on the practice squad, and he's been practicing. See, um, I don't know if that's the best. Man, mm-hmm. I would stick with baseball over football and for, see, for money-wise, for injury-wise. And here's the thing. A lot of college um, – a lot of college – Great college quarterbacks can't hack Play it in the level. NFL. It's just different. Well, it's see, not so much. It's like definitely if they run a little bit more. I mean, we look at RG3, multiple yeah. injuries from that. I mean, it's a lot different. Then you look at like the GOATs when they're like picked 199. To, uh, shout out to my boy Tom Brady. Whatever. For his, uh, <laughs> he finally finishes Infinity Outlet. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, terrible, terrible game, but thank God. No, won. horrible game. But, I mean, <laughs> congratulations, I guess. I just, me and Chris talked about this. And when, remember, mm-hmm. when, yeah. like, we were talking, like, how I think, I don't think he's, I think he's a good quarterback. I absolutely do. I don't think he's good enough to hack it in the NFL. I think that the NCAA and the NFL are two way different 100%. And I 100% think that sticking with baseball would probably be the best choice for him, especially because he is so young. Mm-hmm. He thinks that he's young and he's going to go, evidently he might go overall, one number one overall, and that's great. But um, you have, it's just the injury levels. You exactly. have one one hit can knock you out. Oh, yeah. Plus, there's like a thing with like MLB. There's no pay cap. Yeah, like, I mean, there's like what three hundred something games a year or two hundred. I don't know. You have more opportunity to play. You've got more money probably involved. And I get that. F- I don't know. For me, it's about sticking to your commitment. And I get it. It's exciting um, to do the NFL thing. But he, I don't think he's going to be a Michael Jordan where he's going to play in the NFL and the MLB. 
So I, I don't know. I just well, don't he think... has the ability to. I, well, absolutely. I think he does. I just don't think that he can play football at the NFL level right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's going to take him at least a year, I feel like, to really get. Because even that transition to from high school to college, there's, there's a redshirt freshman for a reason. Um, that's for freshmen to kind of like be on the practice squad uh, and just get the feel for it. Like, you know, get ready for the pace that you're going to be going against. And um, that's what the red shirt f- is for. And then after that, you got four years, you're ready to go. You know what's expected and kind of go after it. Exactly. Uh, so I just college right off the bat going to NFL. Definitely start starts. It's going to be rough. I wish him the best, but man, I think it's going to be rough. Yeah, I do too. I think that um, he's got a big storm coming, and uh, I don't know how how that's going to go for him. But good luck. <laughs> I mean, the only thing we can do is wish him the best of luck. So, we'll... like I said, I think that, and it's not even like a sticking to your commitments thing, but I just think that, especially at his level, sticking with baseball is going to be well, um... not so much as sticking with your commitment. I think. I mean. Do what you think's best for you, and I think that's what he is. I mean, uh, he, sometimes I mean you got to choose between two sports. I know there's a definitely in high school a lot of people do multiple sports, like but it well, comes to a point you got to choose. Well, yeah, I maybe agree. he just enjoyed football more than baseball, so I guess maybe I that's... think he did. I think on no, I think honestly, like he started to realize, oh wow, I am pretty good at this. I could make a living, and I think um, people definitely. Or saying, you know, go to the NFL, there's more to do. But also, yeah. I think that he just needs to weigh the positives and the negatives and just look at the fact that I think overall he would end up doing um, better. I definitely think he'd do better in the MLB. But I agree. Um, ooh, we want to talk about some Tarleton sports. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tarleton started their, season, their baseball season last week um, with a win against Arkansas Tech. Um, since then, we have gone one and five. <laughs> mm, um, yeah. Four of those games to St. Mary's. What? Wow. <laughs> so. Well, I guess, okay, so I guess we should just take one of those L's, like, not uh, count the other. They're all practice games. I <laughs> don't think that's how that works. If only, if only. Um, they are playing on Friday, though. Interesting. I can't go on the weekends, but maybe I'll go on Friday. That's kind of funny, because in stark contrast to our number 14 in the nation, Tarleton softball team. Yeah, so... <laughs> In contrast, so the guys are on a five-game lose streak and because they, they won the first game. Um, the women are on an eight-game win streak with the first loss going to St. Mary's. Um, and then they've been on a win streak since then. So they've been playing pretty well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, it hmm. showed that – oh, was this a tournament in Conroe, Texas? Yes. yes. Oh, shout out to my hometown. What yeah, in the world? Wait. Yeah, y'all didn't know I am from Connor, Texas. A little bit, uh, I, it's uh, in the greater Houston area, so I just refer to myself as Houston. But this tournament was in Connor. They <laughs> killed St. Edwards, dude, in San Antonio, fifteen to three. They probably run ruled them. Dang girls, they're playing. Um, they their game got canceled on Sunday. Ooh, they're playing today at See, four. What? I oh, might try and catch that game. There you go. We got a little bit of time. We got a man. Oh, they're oh they're playing in Oklahoma See, City, so I'm not going to catch that game. Cool. Man, I'm kind of um, they're at home next week though. I'll go I'm kind of triggered because it says uh, Tex Ans on yeah. this. Well, but, so mm. that's not 
they're not making that yeah, change. I know, yeah, I know, I know. That change will start in 20... Um, 19, or 18... Well, it's 2019. Fall, right? It'll start in the fall of yeah. 2019. So, um, so. so that's when we'll get that change taken care of. We'll all be united as Texans. I've talked to some people about it, and they've said... Um, they kind of like that we're going to be unified yeah. now, which I mean, I agree with. Like I said before, it didn't really bother me before, but I do um, appreciate the but unisonness of it now. This was the reason they changed their name in the first place because they'll go eight and one while the men are going one and five. <laughs> so, yeah, right. And so they wanted more recognition. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't go to the. Oh, you know what? I can't go Tuesday either. Because I'll be at a concert next Tuesday. Man, I I'll almost to the one went on home last Friday. weekend, and I could have, I could have made it. I could have made it to the tournament. Now I'm kind of, mm, dang. I might go home this weekend. I haven't been home in a while. I was going to go home this weekend. Uh, I think I'm going to end up going home next weekend. I got to go to the doctor's checkup. You know, do all the fun adulting things. Yeah, me and Bob I even had to call stuff. my own doctor's office. What the heck? You get your mom to do it? No. Dude, I'm really about to make my own <laughs> chiropractor appointment, and I'm so scared. Well, I just, I want to get cracked, man. Yeah, no, definitely. It works. Oh, I just want to get 100% so cracked. From a, from a giant idiot of a human being who has a lot of body pain, I just want, it works. I just want to be stepped on and just Man, there's times I just want up. my back to be broke. Just snap me in half. <laughs> yeah, right? Honestly, truly. But- but I think that's all the news we have for y'all for this week. But uh, like I said, we definitely stay tuned on that 21 Savage, trying to get Absolutely. you updates on that. And then uh, hopefully up, we have some good news for our Tarleton sports as well coming up. I think we'll wrap it up this week, and we'll catch you on an, next week on another episode of Wave, Wave of the, the Planet. Planet. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.